This podcast is a production of Journey, a church community inspiring people to live big. For more information, please visit cincyjourney.org. Yeah, you can be seated. Good morning. My name is Joe Merrick. I'm the lead pastor here at Journey. So excited that you are here with us today on this rainy morning. Thank you for braving the weather and being with us. We are excited that you are here and uh, excited to start a brand new series here today. If you are new with us or if you've been around with us many times before, we want to encourage everybody uh, to reach into the seat back in front of them. And there you can find one of these Connect cards. Uh, the Connect card, there's lots of things you can, uh, uh, lots of pieces of information you can give us, um, some address stuff, but also on the back prayer requests you might have, decisions that you have made, things you want us to know. So please take a moment. Uh, We would love to have a connect card from every family here today. So take a moment, fill that out. You can drop it in the offering bags as they go by at the end of our service. Or if uh, that misses you, then uh, there are some baskets right at the exit of the auditorium that you can drop that connect card in. So please, again, take a moment and fill one of those out. With that shared, let me just pause and pray for us, and then we'll jump right in today. God, we are so thankful that you tell us that uh, you gather here with us, that your presence is here. And Lord, you have something for us all to learn. You have something that you want us all to take away from today. And God, my prayer is that right now, whatever distracts us, whatever keeps us from being focused in on you and what you have to teach us, Lord, that you just push that out of our minds, you push it out of our hearts, God, and you let us for the next few minutes just focus in on what you want for us as followers of you, and especially, God, for what you want as us as faithful parents. Help us to do that right now, Lord. In your name we pray, amen. Well, um, Again, good morning uh, to the kickoff of this series called Parenthood, this very important topic. And there's so many people in our church, in our community that are trying to figure out, okay, how do I do this parenting thing? And specifically, how do I do it better? And so that's what we thought we would do. We would take three weeks here in February and we would focus in on those questions. I don't know if uh, you have heard about Mark's, Mark Twain's advice on parenting. Maybe you have, but here is his quote, his advice on what to do with, as parents. He says, when they, the kids, are 13, you take them, you put them in a barrel, and you nail the lid shut, and then you feed them through the little hole on the top. He says, then, he adds, when they're 16, you plug the hole. Right? Hopefully we can do a little bit better than that when it comes to advice on parenting. But the idea is parenting is hard. It's, it's difficult. If you're a parent, if you know someone who is a parent, if you had parents, you can probably agree with that. Parenting is a hard job. 
In fact, I bet if uh, we just had some people share, some parents share their stories of maybe even just the last year, we would hear some stories that would make us laugh undoubtedly. We would hear some stories that would probably bring a few tears to our eyes. We'd hear some stories that would leave us scratching our heads saying, yeah, I don't know what I would do in that situation either. Parenting is hard. Uh, and and kind of with that first point made, I want to address two audiences that might be feeling a little left out this morning. The first is our, uh, some of the kids who are here that wouldn't maybe normally be here. We're still working on Club 456 and some of our classrooms that got destroyed in the uh, water main break, in the water heater break. Uh, and so we're working that out. We're making progress. It's Still slow, uh, but we are making progress. Uh, but uh, so some kids are here that we didn't necessarily think would be here when we planned this uh, a little while ago. And so to you, I want to say, uh, to listen today and try and understand life from your parents' perspective. Try and kind of uh, put that lens on. I'm not saying that you're always going to agree with your parents. I'm not even saying that your parents are always going to get it right. But take a moment and try and hear and understand life from their perspective. Because if we're honest, right, uh, we don't always, kids don't always make life easy on their parents, Right? I mean, I didn't always make it easy on, on my mom. I know your parents probably didn't make it easy on their parents. It doesn't mean we got away with it, uh, but it's kind of the nature of how things go. And it's good to take a moment and try and understand uh, kind of uh, the other side. And, and so as you do that this morning, as you listen, that's my challenge to you today is to just try and hear from a parent's perspective, some of these words that are getting shared, that your parents are doing the best that they can, and they want to do better. They're, they're here today because they want to do better as parents, especially as spiritual parents. And the second group of uh, people that I want to kind of address this morning that might be feeling a little left out is those without kids. Maybe your kids are grown. Maybe you just don't have any kids of your own and to you want to say, uh, on top of all the things that I think you could probably apply personally to what we're going to talk about today, some of those questions you could wrestle with, you've got nieces and nephews, you've got grandkids, you've got friends who are parents, and you see them struggling, you see them trying to figure it out. And so today is a great opportunity to uh, just listen in and put kind of their lens on, their perspective on, and, and understand life from their view for a little bit longer. And maybe today you could find a way or two you could help a parent in your family, uh, in your life. Maybe you could just find a way you could pray for some parents who are in kind of your sphere of influence. All right, well, with those kind of groups addressed, let me just jump into what we're going to talk about today. One of the biggest challenges as a parent is that uh, our kids are always changing. They're, they're growing up, they're, they're, um, uh, and, and that's a good thing, they're developing 
But doesn't it always seem like just about the time you have a handle on one stage, you kind of, you know what to expect, you know how to get through the day the best possible way, they grow up a little bit and things change and then you're left feeling behind again. Anybody feel that way? Right? Yeah, I certainly feel that way so many times with my kids. As soon as I got something figured out, one of them changes, one of them goes to kind of a new phase, and we're behind again. Uh, you know, as soon as you can change a diaper in under 10 seconds, right, then it's time for potty training. Then they go to school and then uh, you got homework and all of those issues, and then you've got homework that's so hard you can't help them with it anymore, right? That happens faster than, uh, for some of us, than others. Then you've you got driving and dating. There's always some new stage, some new challenge, and, and as a parent, we're, we always feel like we're catching up kind of at the back end, this morning, we got a, a short video that kind of uh, talks about some of these different phases of parenting. Will you enjoy this with me? I knew this day would eventually come. I just didn't think it would come so fast. I remember everything we taught you. And remember, if you need anything, anything at all, I'll be there. Look, it is a crazy world out there with people who don't care if they hurt you or not. They don't care that you're... My little baby. And you better call me twice a day, because no matter... What happens, I will always be your dad. Seems like just yesterday you were... My little girl. Now look at you, you're all grown up. So you have a good day, and I will be right here. Waiting for you to come home. I remember everything I taught you. Be safe. Dad, I got it. You can stop worrying, I'll be fine. I know, I know. Oh dear, I promised myself. I wouldn't cry. Whether you have been through all of those stages or none of those stages or you're somewhere in between, uh, we can see here how parenting always is adapting, it's always changing. Uh, today, we want to start talking with what we're going to call the parent's priority. The parent's priority. And this is something that no matter where we're at in those stages, this is something that doesn't change. It always stays the same for us as a parent. And, and um, it's something as a parent, as an aunt, as an uncle, as a grandparent, we need to step back and have a moment a moment where we remember, where we realize what we're really about, what we're really trying to do as a parent. And so here uh, it is. A parent's priority is to gradually transfer a child's dependence away from the parent, away from themselves, until their dependence rests solely on God, solely on God. Our priority as mom, as dad, is to transfer dependence. Sometimes that's to independence. That's part of what uh, being a parent is. But we as spiritual parents, we don't want to stop there. We want to we encourage our kids. We want to lead our kids. We want to show our kids to, uh, to put their dependence, their trust in God. That's what being a spiritual 
parent is all about. Our children, when, when they're small, when they're little, they depend on us for everything, right? To feed them, to clean them, to put them to bed. And over time, as they grow, we help them transfer that dependence from us to themselves. They learn to do some things themselves, but we ultimately want to help them transfer that dependence to the one who's never going to let them down, to the one who is always going to be true to them. We want to help them transfer that dependence to God. That's the role God gives us in Deuteronomy chapter 6. I'm going to read verses 1 through 9 today. If you're following along, this is again Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 9. These are the commands, decrees, and laws that the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. So that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you. And so that you may enjoy long life. Hear, O Israel, and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey. Just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. These commands that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and your gates. Right before this, Moses has just revealed to the people of Israel the Ten Commandments, the Big Ten, these ten things that that Israel uh, is uh, supposed to do to to be his people, these pieces of guidance that, that they get in this incredible way. And then right here, right in the beginning of chapter six, it's interesting how Moses talks about implementing this. It's almost immediately that he says, hey, but this isn't just about you. These laws, these decrees, they're not just for you. You need to take these and you need to teach them to your children. You need to teach them to the next generation. You need to teach them to your children, to your grandchildren. And in that way, you're going to shape that that future. You're going to shape an entire nation. Did you know that as a parent, that God puts in your grasp when you kind of take on that priority of moving dependence from you to him? When you take on that priority as a parent, he puts in your grasp the potential to shape generations to come. 
Not just your kids, but their kids and their kids after that. So how do we do this? How do we transfer dependence from ourselves to God? Chapter 6 here in Deuteronomy gives us a couple, two uh, really good starting points. Number one is found in verse 5. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. First and most important way that we lead our kids. The first and most important way that we lead our kids in faith, in following who God is, is we demonstrate it ourselves. We demonstrate it in our own life. It's, it's so uh, important to say it, it doesn't say in here that uh, we're to give God some of who we are, a little bit, a percentage. It says love God with all of our heart. So many times, though, that becomes so difficult for us. It becomes so hard for us. And so many times... Um, when we, we fall back and we love God with just part of who we are, with just part of our heart, and when we do that, we do this really dangerous thing for our kids. When we let them just see part of God in our life, just a little bit, we expose them to just a little bit of who God is. Let me try and explain this. It's flu season. I think I caught a cold this week. I didn't get the flu, but it felt bad enough. Hopefully, uh, you didn't experience or you haven't experienced the flu yet. But uh, many of us try and avoid the flu, and we get a flu shot, right? And one of the things that the flu shot is supposed to do is it, it gives us, what, just a little bit just a little bit of the flu so that our body can... can uh, uh, I don't know what the term is. Immunity, immunity thank you. We can, our body can become immune uh, to the flu. That's the hope, right? And, and so um, sometimes that's what happens. Sometimes that's what happens when we give our kids just a little bit of God. We give them just a little bit of who God is, but not knowing him in a life-changing way, not knowing God as kind of the center of who we are, are, we make our kids immune to God's grace and goodness. They grow up. They grow up thinking they know all about God because, well, you know, we went to church every once in a while. We talked about it a little bit. But all they saw was this little part of God in your life. So they weren't that impressed growing up with it. They weren't that impressed with God they became immune to his goodness, to his grace. Our world, our world works so hard to distract us from this priority as a parent uh, of having God at the center of our lives and, and kind of conferring that on our kids, directing them in that way. From showing our kids what it looks like to have God be uh, the direction, the source of our life. 
We get wrapped up in careers. Pretty soon, kids are in multiple sports, multiple extracurricular activities. They have their own full-time schedule. We're trying to manage that and all the things at home. We want them to have the best opportunities to succeed in life, and so we do whatever we can to uh, give them those things. And before we know it, our lives are revolving around our kids rather than revolving around the one we are supposed to be training them to depend on. The point I'm making here, the point I'm making here is that your faith and the importance you place on it has a dramatic effect. It has a dramatic effect on your child's faith. Several studies have illustrated this in this way. It's that if mom and dad go to church, there's a 72% chance that the child will uh, go to church when they're an adult. If only mom goes, 15%. If dad only goes, it grows back up to 55%. If neither, neither go to church, there's a 6% chance that child will go to church when they're an adult. And that's not just showing up and kind of leaving as quickly as you can, just uh, showing up every once in a while. It's, it's being really involved, saying, this is my place. This is where I'm going to contribute. This is where I'm going to learn and grow with others. I'm going to share my faith. I'm going to be all in. Quite simply, the best chance your kids have at having a relationship with Jesus is for them to see it in you first. They've got to see it at home. That brings me to the second way. The second way we kind of, we transfer dependence from us to God with our kids. That is we lead them spiritually. We lead them spiritually. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9 These commands that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Verse 7, if you've got a a Bible or or the Bible app, uh, underline these words. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you get up, when you walk along the road, when you lie down. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses in your gates. In other words, spiritual topics aren't just for Sunday. They're not just for one day a week. God and faith and the Bible, they're to be as common in your household language as uh, what's the practice schedule, when's the book report due, what's for dinner. Verse 7 says, impress God on your children by talking about him, by talking about his words, the scripture. In other words, verse 7 is telling us to lead our families spiritually, to lead them spiritually. 
And my kids are pretty young, and I, I realize this doesn't work for every family, but one of the uh, ways that, that I try and do this is when I put my kids to bed at night and we talk about all the things that happened that day, and they're all excited about what happened at school and who hurt whose feelings, and we talk and pray about all the things they're worried about. Then as we come to that kind of like moment of prayer, I, and I, I always have this moment where I think, okay, what is really most important in the world right now? Every time I come back to this idea, my kids, they have to know that God loves them. They have to know that God, his presence is there with them. They have to see him in me. So every night, that's one of the things that we pray for. So that my kids, that they, they would understand God's presence was with them all day, that he's going to be with them all day tomorrow, that they understand that God loves them in every moment of their life. It's a common theme. It's a common part of our conversations, of our prayers. Now, maybe your kids are too big to tuck them into bed. I don't know. But you've got to find that spot you got to find that spot where you can have those spiritual conversations. Those times where you are showing your kid what a priority God is in your life because you're bringing it up. You're doing what we're told here in Deuteronomy. Talking about God with your kids, leading them in that way. Because this is what I know. Leading your family spiritually, isn't going to happen by accident. It's not something that we can just put off and say, you know what, I hope that works itself out. Leading our family spiritually is something we have to be intentional about. Isn't that what leadership is at its most basic form? It's something we're being intentional about. We're saying this is important. I'm going to make it a priority in my day, in my life, in my actions, in my words. The priority in a faith-filled house should be to help your children learn to be dependent, not just on themselves, but to be dependent on God ultimately. They do that by seeing it lived out in your life. They do that by being led by you. By us as parents making, uh, uh, taking a moment and making a decision saying, you know what, I'm going to be intentional about this. This is important to me. Today there are some among us who are just getting started on this parenting thing on this journey. And if that's you today, I just want to challenge you. I want to challenge you as you sit and think about all the hopes and dreams you have for this child that's not even here yet. To take some moments to pray for their faith that it gets developed. You take some moments and you think, you think about ways in which you are going to be intentionally leading that child toward God, ways they're going to see God's faith at work in you, in your life. 
for those of us who already have kids, whether they're younger or older, where are those moments where we're going to lead spiritually? Where are those moments in our day? Is it going to be some kind of new bedtime routine? Is it going to be uh, some family devotions that you're going to establish? Is it maybe on the way to a practice or a game and you can say, you know what, I was reading in the Bible today or I was praying about this topic and you can kind of interject this faithful conversation, this spiritual conversation into a normal routine of life. Can you take a moment? Can you take a moment right now and just kind of imagine what the normal week looks like, kind of what the routines are through the days. And can you find a day, a spot, two spots, three spots where you can have some spiritual conversations? We can be intentional about something that honestly so many times we're kind of haphazard about. We can Show our kids how important faith is to us and in that way, inspire them. We can lead them in a spiritual direction. What could happen? What could happen in your family if you said, you know what? I'm not going to parent like every other parent on my block. Today, I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to make a decision that my priority as a parent is going to be to, to love God, to have God in my heart, in my life, and to show that to my kid every day. What can happen in your, your family if you said, you know what, my priority as a parent is going to be to intentionally lead my family in a spiritual direction in every way I can. I'm going to look at my week and I'm going to find those spots where I can have spiritual conversations. I'm going to figure out ways where we can talk about the Bible, where we can pray together, where I can share maybe some things that I'm wrestling with at work, at home, wherever, and I'm asking God for his direction and guidance. I'm going to invite my kid into that process because they need to see me living out my faith. God says, the impact of those decisions might not just be the faith of your child, but the faith of their children and their children for generations to come. Daniel's going to come and pray for, or lead us, and I'm going to pray, for, especially for our parents this morning. Dear God, today we talked about a parent's priority. And a parent's priority is to transfer dependence from us 
When that little baby comes home and, and they need everything from us to, to feed them and to clean them, to put them to bed, to love them, to hold them, to carry them from one room to the other, God, to, from all that kind of dependence to not just independence, but dependence on you. Having you as the center and the guiding principle and the directive in their life. And God, to do that, we, we need a moment where as parents we say, you know what, we're not just going to react. We're not just going to try and get through the next stage, and the, the next year, the next grade, the, the difficult season, whatever it might be. We're going to lead. We're going to lead by talking about faith. We're going to lead by showing our faith to our kids. God, my prayer is all across this room, there are parents who are saying, I'm going to make that decision today. My hope for my kid is no longer just going to be that they're some kind of productive member of society, that they're going to grow up to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever we might wish them to be or whatever dream they may have, God. But my dream for my kid is that they love you. And I understand that as a parent, I have a very special place, a very special opportunity. I can show my kid what it looks like to love you by putting God, you first in my life. And hoping and praying and leading that that same thing happens in there. Help us to make that decision, God. Help us not to be distracted by all the things that take our attention away, career and schedules and all those pieces that, that are good and important, God, but they're not more important than you. Make that clear in our hearts this morning. In your name we pray, amen.